Hey, Chris. Oh, hey, man. I think this is happening. Oh, my goodness. Finally, after talking about it for a few years, what, what is happening? I think we're doing our very first podcast. Well, welcome to our, our listener. Um, hey, hey, hey. We may have more than one listener. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. I may listen to it. You may listen to it after we've done recording. That's listeners. That's plural right there. Yeah. So uh, what, what, what are we doing right now? Well, we've talked about this for a while, that our conversations are so interesting, so fascinating, that, well, other people might want to listen in on them sometimes, you know? We talk a lot about, we talk a lot about the world, we talk about American politics, we talk about culture. We do, we talk about all of those things. And right now, we're just kind of talking about talking. Well, that's because this is our very first podcast, so I guess we have to decide what our podcast is all going to be about. I guess that's... Well, I think part of the, the joy of what we were doing before was that it was, wasn't planned. It was this organic, free-flowing conversation. But now, we've got this pressure on ourselves no, to, to perform the, here. The, the goal of the podcast is to be just as free-flowing as we are. So, anything you want to talk about that will rivet you know, millions of listeners across the, across the globe. Cornell, Cornell Sports, Cornell Culture, Cornell Student Life. I know there's a huge audience. Are we talking about the the college in Iowa? (laughs) Yes, Cornell College in Iowa. Uh, The city of Buffalo, the city of good neighbors. I know there's lots of people, not just in Buffalo, but all across the globe who are very interested in Buffalo dynamics. Yeah. You know, I was just on the the Instagram Reels, uh, as you do the other day. Is that what the kids do? That's what the kids do. They're they're vibing on Instagram Reels? Yeah, it, it, it really... It gives, and uh, in any case, uh, watch this video of this young man who goes to different places and talks about structural racism, and uh, he, he had a lot of good points about uh, Buffalo being a uh, segregated city uh, along uh, the east-west division of, of Main Street, uh, his, yeah. the history of redlining. But the problem was he actually stood in, as he uh, recorded this, in my neighborhood, which is, uh, I think, uh, one of the most nicely integrated neighborhoods in the entire city. The Vernon Triangle. The Vernon Triangle. And, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think this young man is from uh, is from Buffalo. I think he was visiting because all of his other videos were, were in New York City. Um, and uh, so uh, I wish that, uh, if, he, if he's listening, a uh, young man whose video I've forgotten your, your username, uh Look us up and uh, take you on a tour of the Vernon Triangle. If nothing else, this podcast is good for fact-checking people who are wrong. Uh, except ourselves, probably. <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> well, I trust you to hold me accountable. I'll hold you accountable. Yeah. Do, you, do you know much about the history of the Vernon Triangle? It's like this little... So, for our listeners, it's this... Listener. L- our listener, singular. It's this little sliver. There's, what, four or five streets in the neighborhood yeah yeah uh, my street fairfield which is called fairfield street and then uh, vernon place and orchard place so three streets bounded by main street and amherst, amherst street and the railroad tracks and the railroad tracks yeah, the, the Beltline. um this is little triangle may actually be one of the smallest neighborhoods in the city of buffalo smallest named neighborhoods i believe i've been told explicitly that it's the smallest named neighborhood in the city of Buffalo. And it goes way back. It's not like one of these like cutesy realtor name places like the Cottage District or the Lower West Side that didn't exist eight years ago. The Vernon Triangle, like, there's references references to it back generations, right? That's my understanding. We really need a guest here. Dana Saylor, if you're the listener, uh, we'll, we'll have you on. And I think we can make it a couple episodes without a guest. We'll, we'll see where this takes us. Right. We'll also see where this car ride takes us because I think it's important for our listeners to know that this podcast is a, is a very specific conceit, which is we only do the podcast when we're driving somewhere in a car. Right. So why don't you tell our listeners what we decided to do this weekend? Yeah, so uh, we're starting our podcast, Morons on Road Trips Getting Coffee. Um, and uh, that's With our not, apologies that's to the, Jerry Seinfeld. I will never apologize to Jerry Seinfeld. The man was in his 30s dating a high schooler. I, I, you owe him nothing. Um, anyway, now that I've completely alienated the most powerful man in entertainment. Uh, you know, our podcast is not going to be picked up in the L.A. circles. Yeah. Um, uh, we are on 
our way, uh, well, we are currently in West Virginia. In the great uh, state of West Virginia. Great state. Um, and uh, we are going to do a little uh, mountain climbing. A little, little hiking weekend. Uh, because I have an addiction that I cannot cure. And you, being such a good friend, um, help to facilitate this addiction. Yeah. Which, I mean, what 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 are friends for if not for helping to uh, take addictions to even greater heights? Yeah, Matt, Matt pretty much will send me a text, the mountains are calling and I must go. And I check my calendar and say, "Oh, yeah, I guess uh, I'm not doing anything that weekend. Let's uh, let's go let's go uh, bag some peaks." So we're going to be uh, hopefully knock on knock on wood. There's no wood in the car, but hopefully, if all speak things, for yourself, if, uh, if all things go well, this is what this is what our listeners are going to have to put up with, and this is why the podcast will not be going to our our family. But. Um, if all goes well, we'll maybe be ascending, ascending uh, West Virginia's highest point tomorrow. Spruce Knob, which... Uh, that's the only knob. Uh, that's not the only knob uh, uh, this weekend. Um, so I have a question for you. We're in West Virginia. Uh, we talk a lot about culture and comedy and what's politically correct, which is not politically correct. We're talking about my addiction to peak bagging, hiking, hiking mountains. Sure. Um, would it be politically incorrect for me to say that my addiction is not the number one addiction that you find in West Virginia? Uh, I, I don't have a math habit. Like, is that politically incorrect? Well, I think it's it's factually correct on, on both accounts that you don't have a meth habit and it's meth is pretty popular but it's not uh, something that I should really joke about right because there's a lot of suffering a lot of rural poverty yeah I, I wouldn't joke about Matthews in West Virginia especially with the windows down like we have right well, now I think I just did the windows aren't down yeah so. okay my bad my bad my addiction I just I want to make sure our listeners know I don't have an addiction to any of the substances enjoyed in West Virginia my addiction is to hiking in God's green, God's green country. And, and here we have our very first uh, dead air time, folks. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. So, um, yeah. Oh, here comes a car passing. Will he, will he pass one or two? He's going to go for the twofer. That's called the West Virginia Leapfrog. Chrysler if it's not, it really should be. Yeah. Yeah, the West Virginia Leapfrog. Yeah. Because you don't get a lot of opportunities to pass on these windy, uh, hilly roads. Now, I, I called them mountain roads earlier, and Matt called me out for that. He's like, these aren't really mountains. But it's a bisected plateau. I'm very particular about my definition of a mountain. So a mountain needs to be formed by a geological process that causes uplift, right? It has to be um, tectonic plates or a volcano or uplift from beneath the Earth's crust, like in the case of the Adirondacks. Um, and the ruggedness of the mountains needs to be created by that process. There can't be a secondary process that then creates the ruggedness, right? Like, so I think where we were driving through just a couple miles earlier, it was really like a plateau that a lot of erosion had taken place. Um, and I don't, I don't, to me, that's not a mountain. To me, that's a flat. It used to be flat, Kansas flat, and then some water happened to it. But I'm not a, I'm not an expert on anything. Certainly not a geologist. Um, but you are an expert on categorizing things. It is one of your favorite hobbies. Uh, so maybe that'd be a good topic because we are supposed to switch topics every couple of minutes. Here. Well, I really like to put things in boxes, and that actually brings me back to like a really good and appropriate joke I heard earlier today. Oh, what, what, what was the joke? I think it was about Barbie. Oh, should I tell it or are you telling it? You, you should. You should tell it. Oh, oh, okay, listeners. Uh, why can Barbie not get pregnant? Uh, it's because Ken comes in another box. It comes in another box. Comes in another box. So speaking of Barbie. Have you seen the movie? I haven't yet. I, every time I intend to, something comes up. Karada did a really great job. Oh, you're on a first-name basis. Me and Karada were tight. We go, Karada and I go all the way back to 2005's Hannah Takes the Stairs. A mumblecore film out of Chicago, maybe filmed on a budget of less than $20,000. Um, real, real hallmark in, uh, in uh, cinema in the 21st century. 
So yeah, Greta and I go way back. Francis Ha, Little Woman, Ladybird, first name base. Are you are you a Greta Gerwig fan? You know, I, I in theory, yes, yes, I am. In theory, those all sound like great movies. I did take a Blu-ray of Little Women out from the library a couple weeks ago, intending to watch it and uh, never got around to it. Support your local library. Hey, my mother's a librarian. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to uh, go against that. Do you have a Blu-ray player? Well, I've got an Xbox that I only ever use to play DVDs and stream on. Um, and the Xbox plays Blu-rays. And it plays Blu-rays. Huh, you yeah. learn something new every day. Yeah. Well, I I really I really recommend Barbie movie. Uh, works on a lot of different levels. Uh, there's like an adventure story that I think a lot of preteens and teenagers would really enjoy. There's kind of a nostalgia story for anybody who was really into Barbie growing up. There's also this kind of like meta like story about like just how ridiculous Barbie is, and we can't believe that we as a society push this toy on children uh, for you know for decades. And then there's like. There's a meta-meta story, too, which is like, well, maybe Barbie's okay, and Barbie had a time and a place as part of the feminist movement, and now we're beyond it. Um, so, really enjoy it. A lot of, lot of great jokes, a lot of great sight gags. Michael Sarah's in it. Yeah. What was the last time you saw Michael Sarah in anything? Uh, season 5 of Arrested Development. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last time I saw him. Talk about a guy who... Uh, really hasn't had the best career since uh... Uh, I think given the raw material there he's had an exceptional <laughs> career right like, like he's not uh, he's know, not the most versatile actor <laughs> yeah so good for him he, he, he found a lane he stayed in it and uh, milked it for all it was worth to mix metaphors there yeah yeah, yeah. Which I think brings us is a good time to take a message from our, our sponsor. Uh, today's uh, podcast is brought to you by Tap Water. Tap Water, it's pretty much free. Uh, it's clean drinking water if you live in, you know, almost anywhere in the United States. Well, see, now you're kind of turning this podcast into a joke, Chris. I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, like, don't you think that we'll eventually get, like, a real sponsor? For our podcast that happens maybe twice, three times a year. Uh, well, we are going to be in this car for at least, like, ten more hours this weekend. So, like, I mean, this can just keep on going on and on and on. Like, the song that never ends. The podcast that never ends. No, we'll, we'll break it out into sequenced uh, episodes for our listeners. Listener. <laughs> Listener. <laughs> All right. So, like, what's on the agenda for our podcast today? Um, well, I, I was hoping to get you to categorize some things. We, we've got a traffic thing. This is part of the excitement of live recording uh, in a car. Is uh, you come to some weird intersection here that doesn't quite make a lot of sense. I thought I was making a right to go south, but apparently I was making a left to go east on 50 East 92 South. I'm all screwed up. I need one of those uh, uh, compasses in the car that tells me what direction. Yeah, I'm, I'm realizing this should not be a podcast. We should have video here because, frankly, that was uh, so that would have made for some riveting television. It was pretty comedic. Yeah, I say so myself, Matt not knowing how to drive. And then he almost made a left turn into a, another car that was trying to make a left to the left of us. I mean, you, you had to be there, folks. It was. Is that, a, is that a gun seller offering no credit check? No. Shed. Shed. Okay. We're, we're good. We're good. Um, okay, now I made the right. See, I knew you were doing it right. I made right eventually. Okay, so let's let's get back to the, the topic at hand, detours aside. Um, the goal of our podcast is to... Um, I think our goal of the podcast today is just lay, lay out kind of some of the key themes that we'll be talking about in our podcast. Oh, I thought it was to keep ourselves from getting bored on the way to no, no, no. Virginia. I mean, we've talked about doing a podcast like on multiple car trips going back probably back to 2019. And now neither you nor I are like really podcast people, which is, I think, what, what kind of makes it so entertaining. Um, but like, I think our conversations are interesting enough. Or maybe they're just interesting to you and me and nobody else. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that's why I, I think we're, we're, we'll be lucky to keep that one listener. But um, and, and, and just for our, our listeners' benefit, 
there is one person we have in mind who will find our conversations to be absolute freaking catnip. I'm not going to name this person. We're not going to name names. But, not going to name but names. I'm pretty sure he'll be listening, and I, I really appreciate you, man. Um, so, I think, like, you know, we want to talk about Buffalo. We, we like talking about geography. So, so many interesting geographic things to talk about across this country and across this world, right? Like, why? Oh, 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 I've got a trivia question for you. Geography trivia question. Yes. There are two states where a majority of the people live on islands. What are they? Hawaii. Okay, yeah, with 100%. Um, the majority... I don't think it's New York. I don't think the majority of people live on Manhattan and Long Island. But it might be close. I mean, New York is 18 million people. Do, do 9 million people live in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island? Yeah, New York. New York. Wow. Okay, I thought it would take you a little bit longer, but yeah. I mean, Hawaii, New York. New York, it's, it's like 50.1% of, of New Yorkers live on islands. Well, now that Erie County's population is growing again, Erie County, for those listeners. Oh, that's a good setup for the next topic. Yeah, now that Erie County is growing again in population, that, that might not hold true, you know, three, four years from now. Um, do you think Erie County will continue to experience this, this growth in population, or do you think it's just a little blip in, Buff- uh, in Buffalo's slow spiral down? I think it depends on a, a, a couple of factors. Um, one is, uh, are people going to uh, move here from other places? I, I have some anecdotal evidence just from my own workplace that uh, a significant number of new hires are people who have moved here from either downstate or out of state. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, and those are, are uh, you know, native-born Americans. Uh, none of them in, in this particular anecdotal uh, batch of evidence are, are immigrants. And which leads me to the next uh, group is, uh, will Buffalo continue to be attractive to immigrants? Will the United States continue to... Uh, I, I hate to say be immigrant friendly. Uh, that's a mixed uh, mixed bag lately. But uh, you know, will it will the, the doors stay open to, to new Americans uh, going forward? Uh, so, I, and and will the, the will it continue to stanch the bleeding? I think you know there was real significant bleeding of population from the seventies right until the late nineties, which. Uh, was sort of stanched in the yeah. early to mid 2000s or maybe even 2010s. Yeah, probably um, like 2009, 2010 was really when they hit bottom. And uh, so the I think you, you gotta you know, keep keep from losing people and keep gaining people. I mean, I don't know. I, just well, I think, think that that's that's obvious. I think climate change is working in Buffalo's favor. I think the, the absolute gangbusters growth in Toronto is working in Buffalo's favor. How's that? How is the Toronto or climate change? Uh, the Toronto uh, factor. Well, I just think that anytime you're close to a metropolis of now it's like probably over seven million people, there's just going to be spin-off economic activity. Uh, and so, like as an example, there's probably some suppliers of oh auto parts. I'm just coming up with an example. Auto parts. Um, here's another. Here's another example. Uh, office furniture. Okay, so as Toronto gets bigger and as there's so much growth, that growth is going to be looking for resources and capabilities, and they'll be increasingly going to Buffalo. A counterpoint for you, though, is we are currently in West Virginia, which I believe is the poorest state in the uh, the Union, and it's about the same distance uh, from the D.C. metropolitan region, which is... But Chris, geography is destiny, and then the only thing that can help geography is infrastructure. And West Virginia has such poor infrastructure, and you have this geography of these winding roads and hills where you, you literally you, you can drive 50 miles an hour, which is probably as fast as you can go, two-lane roads because literally the, 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 the valleys won't fit the road bigger. Uh, hollers, they're called. The what? They're called hollers or hollows. Hollows. To be hollows. fancy. Yeah, hollows. Um, whereas, like, you know... Toronto to Buffalo, you got a you got a three lane mega highway in the Queen Elizabeth way. May she rest in peace. Oh um, come on! What is it too I, soon? 
too soon. No, you, you, with the simping for the Jerry Seinfeld, simping for the monarchy. What what is this? What is this podcast? Well, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a fan of King Charles. I'll tell you that much. I'm just saying. I think my thesis is that there's economic. Spin-off. If there is a hell, I hope she's burning in it right now. All right. Well, that that's for episode two. We'll talk about the monarchy. We'll talk about what it means for America. What it means for the rest of the, the rest of the world. But that's episode two. So let's file that away. Um, but you don't think that there is economic benefit? Do you think there's economic spinoff for Buffalo being so close to Toronto? Oh, there's a little, and I know that there's at least, I've, I've read of a couple of uh, different uh, Canadian manufacturers moving certain operations to Buffalo. Um, certain the supply airport. chain. The airport. Certainly. A lot, of, a lot of Canadians use Buffalo Airport. Is that true? Yes. Okay. I probably think around... It's funny because I always think about people from Western New York using the Toronto Airport for oh, that's international like, That's flights. like people like you and me, like when we're going to Iceland or the Azores or somewhere fancy. But like, you know, let's face it, but most people aren't as fancy as you and me. Most people just want to go to Florida, you know, in February. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I, I tell people I'm going to the Azores for my honeymoon, and they're like, where? I've never heard of that. And I'm, I'm like, huh. For our listener, uh, where where is the Azores? The Azores is a volcanic chain of islands in the North Atlantic, uh, probably uh, 800 miles off the coast of Portugal. They're part of the country of Portugal, but they are autonomously governed. Um, and they're a, they're a temperate, uh, temperate uh, islands. So you can think about them Hawaii as them as like Hawaii, but uh, a little bit chillier, a little bit rainier, um, but much closer by flight. Maybe only a four-hour, five-hour flight from Toronto, as opposed to say a twelve-hour flight to Hawaii. Now you mentioned they're volcanic. Are these uh, particularly mountainous islands? Yes, they're very rugged. They're much more rugged than say what you would find here in West Virginia. Well, these are very ancient mountains. West Virginia? Yeah. Yeah, heavily eroded. Very That's pretty rude. That looks like a Microsoft Office screensaver, Microsoft Windows screensaver. Yeah, if only the sky were a little bit sunnier, I'd, I'd say yeah. you're spot on. Be interesting to see if there's a frost tonight. It's 53 degrees. I think overnight low of 35, 34. Oh, oh, that that's frosty. So um, yeah, I think I I think Toronto not that good for Buffalo. I also think you're now. I think where you're, it's bad for Buffalo is you actually get some real estate speculators, some real estate investors who buy a property in Buffalo, thinking that it's a better investment than it actually probably is. I see. Yeah. Yeah, that'll raise uh, housing costs for folks. That's an interesting thing. Honestly, my biggest, my my two biggest questions about Buffalo's long-term potential is that will it continue to be able to diversify its economy? Or will it be dependent upon like two or three kind of anchor institutions? My employer being one of them. I think my employer currently employs kind of one out of every 50 private sector employees in Buffalo. And I probably bet the average wage of my employer is probably double that the average wage in Buffalo. Um, you know, then you have University of Buffalo, which is really beholden to the state, the state government's finances, and right. college age children. Got a little uh, traffic-related uh, you know. interlude here. This this is quite the drive through uh, West Virginia. I don't know much. It looks like we're going into like a a park, a public park. Um, see, now the speed limit's thirty-five miles an hour. All right. So yeah. So if Buffalo get, is able to continue to diversify its economy, uh, I think it'll do well. I do worry though that Buffalo doesn't have quite the hustle. Uh, there's a one-lane bridge. This this can't be the fastest one. Um, I do worry that Buffalo doesn't have the type of hustle that you might find in. Um, what are you talking? About? Buffalo's got tons of hustle. You got two guys in their forties starting their very first podcast. <laughs> that doesn't scream hustle. I don't know what does. What screams hustle is uh, pretty much unmarked roads in West Virginia. Um, but like you know, contrast Buffalo to Pittsburgh, right? We were just in Pittsburgh. We had lunch in Pittsburgh. Granted, it was the ex-urban suburban mall, Pittsburgh. Shout out to Mars, Pennsylvania. Mars, Pennsylvania, Cranberry Township for all of our listeners. 
in Pittsburgh, it strikes me a little bit more hustle, right? You, you have some really great anchor institutions in Carnegie Mellon, uh, University of Pittsburgh. Google has a large presence in Pittsburgh. Uh, Uber's whole robotics and automated, autonomous driving laboratories. You know what Pittsburgh. I heard uh, is that uh, Google just turned 25. Uh, in uh, unrelated news, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, wow. I just was laughing at my own joke before I uh, got to the punchline. The punchline? Oh, so anyway, Google, Google just turned 25. In unrelated news, Leonardo DiCaprio just started using Bing. Um, I don't get the joke. Oh my god, because he dates women, and as soon as they turn twenty-five, he, he dumps, dumps them, them for a younger woman. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, what is yeah, there's the uh, I mean, people who chart it out. Oh, see, hey, look, he's finally not simping for somebody. He, he's calling out uh, Leo as a scumbag. Oh, right. Leo, so Leonardo DiCaprio, if you're listening right now, kind of a scumbag. I'm also trying to think of like a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio that I actually kind of liked. Um, the Departed. But I primarily like that he's not Damon from Jack Nicholson. Titanic. Did not like Titanic. Did not like uh, The Wall Street. Did not like um, that biopic about the... The Aviator? The Aviator. Oh yeah. I didn't like that. Well, who, who is that biopic about? Uh, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes, yeah. Um... Yeah, I can I can do without Leo DiCaprio in a way like I could not do with I could not do without. There's a double negative for our listeners. So try to follow along at home. I could not do without Matt Damon. I could not do without Philip Seymour Hoffman. I could totally do without Leo DiCaprio. You know who I could not do with? Olivia Rodrigo. I wonder. Good if she, for you. That's an Olivia Rodrigo joke, <laughs> friend. For those of you who may be getting deja vu, we talked about Olivia Rodrigo before the podcast started. I wonder if Olivia Rodrigo, she's probably going to become a crossover. She, well, she already is a crossover because she was in uh, the Mickey Mouse Club. She was a, she was a Disney uh, she was a Disney kind of protege. But I bet she's going to go on and have a movie career. Um, just like uh, Alana Haim. Hi, we're really on a road. Like this is a one-lane, <laughs> windy-ass road. <laughs> this could not be the fastest way to like the number one hiking, uh, hiking. Uh, um, we were redirected because of some. There was some accident. Yeah. But we're we're gonna be doing the number one hike in West Virginia uh, this afternoon to Seneca Rocks. I think it's about 700 vertical feet. There's some rocky exposures. There's going to be a vista of the mountainous area of West Virginia, which I don't believe we're in the mountainous area right now. We're like in the undulating hill country of West Virginia right now. Undulating hill yes, country. Yes, that's a technical term by somebody who's taking exactly zero geography lessons. I think you should work for the West Virginia Department of Tourism. Come visiting our undulating hills. West Virginia. Wow. See, all these people that we're passing are also getting too. And uh, it's very pretty. And like, it I mean, very pretty. Yeah. Wow. Is that a raven? I think those are ravens. Because wow. they are big ass birds. And I've been told if you have to ask, is that a uh, raven? Well, what was it? If, if it's not big, if, if it's big if enough you're not that you're saying asking, wow, if you're saying wow, how big it is, it's not a raven. No, those are big ass birds. It's not a crow. Uh, are there ravens in upstate New York? I believe so. I don't think I've ever seen one. Also, their heads look different from crows. Yeah. Right? Which I never really, I don't think I've ever seen one up close like that before. I think ravens are supposed to be the smartest bird. Uh, yeah, they, they, they've got some problem solving skills. Like, uh, I, I saw one thing where I believe it was a raven. Uh, had a, a glass of water and wanted to get water from, but the water was so low in the glass that it couldn't get its beak in. And so it picked up uh, rocks and started putting rocks in the glass until it raised the water level. Wow. To the point where it could drink. That's impressive. Yeah. To think that's some problem solving skills right there. A lot of humans wouldn't have been able to think of something like that. Of course, then you're drinking dirty ass water, but Raven don't care. That's so Raven. Why are the Baltimore Ravens called the Baltimore Ravens? Because Edgar Allan Poe is closely associated with the, the city, city of Baltimore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Edgar Allan Poe died penniless of syphilis in a gutter 
Uh, nobody actually knows how he died. No. Uh, he was seen uh, in some sort of uh, discombobulated state, I think, like three days before he was found dead. Um, people don't really know. There's one theory that uh, it was related to uh, an election practice where essentially you would, like, force people to vote multiple times and, like, beat the shit out of them if uh, they didn't vote enough for your, your candidate. Um, but I don't know if that's uh, true or not. I guess nobody knows. Do you believe in the phrase, only the good die young, by Billy Joel? I'm not sure that he was the first one to say it, but uh, uh, no, I, 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 I think that uh, the wicked die young as well and, and the good may, may grow old speaking of Olivia Rodrigo references Olivia Rodrigo peppers her songs with uh, references to Billy Joel yeah so speaking about Billy Joel um, you may have heard the song The Piano Man yeah, uh, sing, us, yeah. sing us that song Chris sing us that song well I'm not going to sing us that song to tonight sit at the bar put bread in my jar but it's, it's kind of a weird song because, like, you got this guy sitting at the piano and he's playing a song and he's just insulting everybody at the bar. And you got to imagine people are just fucking glaring at him as he's ripping them to shreds. No, like, they're all they're all stoned. They're all a little bit drunk, right? I'm, yeah. using, this, I'm using stone as in drunk, right? Right, yeah, the businessman slowly gets stoned. Yeah, right? they're all stoned. And so they're a little bit, you get a little bit desensitized. And they're not angry drunks. Right? And, like, yeah, the waitress is practicing politics. And, yeah, like, you know, there's that sense of camaraderie that's occurring in the bar, and they're all in the, 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 the ambiguous shittiness, indifference of life together. Yeah. And, and to me, I think that's why people love that song so much. Do you think he's just going around critics? See, I think he's commiserating with them. Well, it is a certain group commiserating because he's like, man, I'm stuck at this place too. But like, I think some of the people might not even realize that they're stuck there. Well, here's the question, right? Yeah. Like, is Billy Joel singing that song as himself, as famous Billy Joel, or is he singing singing it as like the every man's piano man? In either case, you still got a guy sitting at a piano insulting everybody at his bar as they... But Chris, you insult me all the time. I, I don't take any of that. Yeah, but it's a, it's a light ripping. Well, that's what he's doing at Piano Man. Wow. And here's the thing. You're a winner, and so you can take a light ripping. It's it's fun. I feel like he's punching down, you know? Oh. Um, you know? So, but, but well, the reason I want... Chris, I'm, I, 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 it's very generous of you to think of me as a winner, but I think about myself as kind of shuffling one foot in front of another. So. Well, you know who else shuffled one foot in front of the other? Who? Jesus H. Christ. Oh. Uh, uh, seems like he kind of levitated at times. Yeah. But, no, like, I get your point. And, like, is it a problematic narrator? Billy Joel being the piano man. If it really was just an anonymous piano Oh, here piano comes some man. open pit mining. There you go. Just gravel. Oh, wow. They are just destroying that mine. Wow. Aggregates. Limestone. Fresh limestone. That's crazy. West Virginia, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so you got this guy in, in the song, right, who he's a real estate novelist. What do you think that is? Oh, he's a real estate salesman who doesn't really like the job and he's trying to write a novel on the side. See, that, uh, that's the theory I have now. When I was in my, my, my younger days, I thought he was a guy who wrote like real estate ad copy about like, oh, move to Levittown and your life will be nothing but barbecues oh. and and swinging. And I mean, that is like a that is like a classic American career, right? right. The aspirationalist, the aspirational copywriter. Because what is America if not aspiring for something to be a, better, a little bit better? And then you get there, and it's not quite what you 
also it's a tragedy. It's a kind of there's a darkness to this novel. Death of a salesman. We're all going to be millionaires. We were listening to the podcast earlier. Billy, Bobby, and Tom with Mark Cuban. She, and Mark Cuban's like, oh yeah, you could you could be rich. We don't know if that woman's going to be rich or not. She might be absolutely impoverished in two years. But it's that it's that dream. Oh right, we're supposed to be doing ASMR mumbling. Hold on. <laughs> I like ASMR. ASMR to me, uh, I find it to be very soothing. Um, oh, here's some fabric I can rub my fingers on. Hey, whatever floats our listeners' boat. I mean, maybe maybe we'll get a sponsor one of these days. But until then, we have tap water. We have tap water. But I, I think there's something to this, like this aspirational part of American culture that, like, you look underneath the hood, and like, not all that glitters is gold, and maybe this entire country is smashed. Mouth would disagree. And maybe this entire country is just full of snake oil salesmen. And maybe this entire, and this is, I think, where we are in this American moment in 2023. We're looking. We're looking ourselves in the face and being like, are we just all fucking snake oil salesmen? And we've just actually poisoned ourselves. We've poisoned the world. Climate change, environmental pollution, um, the, 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 the financialization of our economy so that people are deriving value from ridiculous, like, like non-financial financial products like Bitcoin and trying to become billionaires that way. <laughs> Like, where do we end as a country? Like, uh, to me, the next kind of decade of our life, it, it's, it feels like we're at an inflection point. And we'll either find the, the goodness that is in America and be able to kind of veer our path kind of back off the cliff a little bit, or, you know, things could get really dark. Yeah. I agree. So America, please let's let's now see that's a mountain. Not be so dark. Yeah, that is a mountain. That was formed by uplift. Yes. So we'll get back to the American dream. It'll probably be a recurring theme in this podcast series. Um, but to me, a mountain also has to have a thousand feet of vertical rise. If you're not above a thousand feet of vertical rise, you're probably a hill. Do you think that's fair, or do you that's, think that's, that's being that's fair? Is that too exact? <clears throat> I know I have high, I know I have high standards, so like, just call me out on it if you think that's unfair. Uh, so, hills, if you're listening, <laughs> give us a call. <clears throat> is hills hills is where the toys are? Hills is where the toys are. Uh, that was where the toys Talk were. Talk about some Buffalo nostalgia. Yeah. So, for those of you not from Buffalo listening, growing up in Buffalo in the 80s, there was a whole bunch of local department stores. Not national chains, but local department stores. Hills, Kaufman's, Sattler's. Amon A's. Amon A's. was probably the last holdout. Anyways, Hills had a really, really great selection of child children's toys. And they had commercials, typically like Saturday morning uh, uh, cartoon commercials. Was there? It was an elf. It was a dwarf, and it would be this guy would be like dressed up, and it would be and there was a little jingle. It'd be like hills is where the toys are. Um, so uh, presumably, you as the kid would, when you go grocery shopping or shopping with your parents, probably your mother, you'd be like, you know, mom, 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 can we go to hills because Guess what? Hills are where the toys are. Yeah. The death of the department store. Um, death of a little kind of one of the I think the things that, one of the things that made America great because department stores had buyers. Buyers would scour and cultivate relationships with different companies and offer different products at different stores, and then the stores would compete each other, kind of up and down the supply chain for interesting. Uh, products and offerings for their customers. Now it's just become so homogenized, everything's a commodity, and anything you can get at the store is the same thing you can get online. And there's nothing really interesting to explore anymore, except for like, 
I don't know, like maybe there'll be a quilt shop somewhere here in West Virginia we can buy a quilt from. Not that I think either of us are really quilt people, but... I like staying toasty. So, yes, that's how we get the American Dream, our West Virginia road trip, uh, Buffalo nostalgia, Buffalo culture, all in kind of one, you know, 60-minute clip. 60-minute clip. Oh, shit, we're going for a full hour here. Uh, I think we're already at 40 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. We blew right past half hour. Uh, it's amazing how quickly these podcasts go. You get into some really interesting conversations, and then, you know, time just, time just flies. See, now we're going down. It's okay. Time flies like an arrow. Into the sea. Fruit flies like a banana. Fruit flies like a banana. I get it. I get it. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, Google sucks now. Google sucks. I was trying DuckDuckGo. I was trying Bing. Apparently, there's now search engines that you have to um, pay for. What? Yeah, it's like a hundred dollar a year subscription, but they promise much better results than Google. So, I think one of my reasons why Google started to suck is just because the quality of the content's gotten a lot worse. So, if you think about the internet, like 20, 25 years ago, even 10, 15 years ago, a lot, a lot of it was kind of—I'll call it bespoke. Put out by blogs, people put out by experts in a local, in a, in a certain field. Um, put out by people who really took a lot of care and attention to things. Oftentimes, we put out by academics, and so the search was able to kind of mine through all of this information, you know, mine as in like data mine, um, and find the most interesting things and the most relevant things to your search. But now the internet's kind of become like a walled garden. Everybody's trying to monetize off of it. Search engine optimization. Um, it's kind of remarkable. Like the the building blocks that made the internet great are now taken to their logical extremes, make the internet awful. Oh, it's terrible now. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like America. The building blocks that make America great are taken to its extremes, kind of make America awful. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, tough to find, uh, it's, it's not, the internet's not as fun as it used to be. Like, you're talking about, there were, you know, blogs by amateurs, professionals, uh, variety of, uh, Did you ever keep a blog? Uh, for a very short while. It wasn't, uh, something I was really avid about. Movable type, WordPress? WordPress. WordPress, yeah. I kept a blog, you know, I kept a couple of blogs. A couple of blogs. Yeah. Bigowski.com and then Meta Ezra. I, I, I guess I still maintain a blog for um, uh, the Coral Club, and I still maintain a, a bit of a blog for my artist website, too. Uh, I typically only update my artist website like once a year. Yeah, I, like the, that blogging era was fantastic. And now it's, I guess, been replaced by like the, the absolute like rat infested hellhole that is Twitter. Well, Twitter used to be fun. Um, now, uh, yeah, it's less and less fun every day. I go on Twitter now, it's like, here's how you can be more of a man and, like, brush your teeth using coconut oil. Or, like, here's all the reasons why X, Y, or Z is, you know, broken. Uh, it, it's just, it's very, kind of very derivative untextured and uninterested. It's, it's like peak, like Elon Musk bro culture. Yeah, a lot of bro culture there, yeah. Um, I mean, partially it might be that you're just not curating your uh, your follows enough to, to get really good content. Like, there are still some good, good accounts I follow. Well, I think two or three years ago, before it, before Elon Musk bought Oh, there were so, so, so many, so many, so many great accounts of, uh, closed up shop. Where do they all go to? Uh, you know, I think there, there's some of them have moved to the competing platform. Some of them have just given up the ghost. Um, you know, I think there are kind of passion projects by individuals who uh, said, oh, this just isn't, 
you know, worth it if I can't have an audience. If I can't have fun doing what I want to on Twitter where there's a large audience, it's not necessarily worth the grind to uh, to do it for, for a small audience or under the constraints of uh, Elon's iron fucking Nazi thumb. Were people making money off their Twitter? Like, if you were a blue check on Twitter before Elon, could you monetize it? I don't know, so far away. I, I, I think people could. Um, I don't think a, a lot of the accounts I followed, like, I got followed just like fun ones and just like one that showed like pictures of, uh, 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 why am I blanking on the name of the, of possums every hour? Which is a fun little account that would show a picture of a possum on the hour every hour. And even, even if that account was making money off of it, it wasn't making much. And now it's gone. Yeah. Quality content like like possum pictures. You know, speaking of geography, the one Twitter account that I always really appreciated was every day it would post a satellite image of a different uh, U.S. census tract. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen that? I haven't, I, if it still exists, I'm going to go follow it. It's it's I think it still exists. It's it's pretty interesting. Every day you get you see everything. You see farmland. You see urban areas. You see suburban areas. You see forests. You see mountains. Obviously, the, but you know the census tracts are kind of distributed by um, by population. So if there's more population, um, if there's more population, uh, smaller small tract. Track. Road not suitable for. I'm sorry, but you were going really fast. That was not the West Virginia leapfrog. No, no, somebody's passing us in a no-passing zone that's uh, pretty close to blind. Yeah, but not the West Virginia leapfrog. Not the West Virginia leapfrog. Um, What did the uh, perverted frog say? What did the perverted frog say? Rob it. I don't, I don't know if that, that passes monster. Um, Rob it. So, yeah, Twitter's dying. Google search is dying. Really hard to find. I'll give you a great example. Like, so I'm a, I'm two years into home ownership, and we have, like, a bit of a pest infestation with uh, a lot of ground, a lot of ground mammals, a lot of ground rodents. And I'm trying and, to and want, just to be clear: some animals that live in the ground, not ones that have been uh, crushed with a mortar and pestle. Yes, yes. And so there's one hole. It doesn't really look like a chipmunk hole, but for the life of me, I can't figure out what animal could have made it. It could have been a gopher. I don't think it was a groundhog. Because I think a groundhog hole would be bigger. Could have been a vole. Um, I don't know if there's such thing as a ground squirrel in Western New York. But, like, I spent a good half hour, like, looking at the internet, like, images of holes in the ground. And, like, it wasn't that helpful. And I'm just, like, 20 years ago, some, like, uh, cooperative extension for University of Wisconsin, University of Minnesota, or Cornell Cooperative Extension, some website on the internet would have existed that would have been, like, how to identify what type of, what type of rodent you have living next to your foundation of your house. Yeah, I, I agree. There would have been some good resource, and it would have come up uh, in the top three results of your uh, yes. your search. Yes. You might have had to click through the first two, and it would have been garbage, but uh, that does, third one, that would have been gold. Does Google sell the I'm feeling lucky button? I don't know. Man, I'm feeling lucky. Need some more mountains. More mountains. Yeah, so we must have passed through... I'll have to look at a map later today. We, this is just my pure and utter kind of armchair speculation. We must have passed through like a Piedmont area, like a bit of a bisected plateau. And now we're kind of... You didn't really have any sweeping views over there. And now we're kind of where there's valleys and there's mountains. And it very clearly looks like mountains. Would you say those look like mountains? Oh, too? those look yeah. like mountains. Yeah. Whereas before it was like rolling country, but really steep and rolling um, but not a lot of relief relief as in like not like a relief you know picture but like a relief as in like a lot of very topography um, not a lot of relief now there's a lot of relief and uh, some pretty nice views 
Yeah, whenever there's a break in the trees, there's uh, some nice mountains to look at. So I think this has been a pretty good kind of first foray into... Uh, yeah, we've yeah, talked about a, a number of different topics. I mean, we, we pretty much hit on the things that we like to talk about, right? Culture, internet, technology. Dirty jokes. Geography. You are always good for dirty jokes. I don't know if I'm good for dirty jokes, nor do I know if I necessarily... Oh, I'll put it this way. I appreciate them because I appreciate you. Oh, thanks. Okay? But, like, I don't go out of my way to, like read or listen to dirty jokes but like I always appreciate a dirty joke from you but I think it's less about the dirty joke and more because it's you okay okay so like yes um so yeah I guess our podcast will always be interspersed with some uh double entendres and um yeah culture we haven't talked about some some things that we'd love to argue about like we haven't talked about Wilco yet so I'm certain that will come up in another podcast I don't know enough about Wilco to argue well, that, that's, about, that's, about Wilco. that's perfect um, <laughs> that's, that's perfect. perfect that's perfect for the podcast that's perfect for the podcast yeah. Yeah. a white man who doesn't know what he's talking about yes. trademark yes um, Cornell we, uh, we haven't really talked about Cornell I guess I slipped Cornell in with that Cornell cooperative extension reference uh, libraries. I know you're on the, the library board of trustees. Uh, we guys also haven't talked about any of our past trips and how like this trip differs from our past trips because I think that's always kind of nice to kind of compare and contrast. Well, I think after our first uh, mountain, we'll compare and contrast. Yeah. So, um, so here's the thing I'll say about tap water. Our sponsor. I don't actually know if you want to drink the tap water in West Virginia. Yeah. I'll just leave I'll just leave that there. It's got a good point. I'll just leave that there. Um, you know, as we go through another what is happening to that mountainside? I just got a text. Our sponsorship got pulled. Oh no. <laughs> well, it was fun while it lasted, folks. Alright, well this is this is Matt. This is Chris. We're signing off. Uh, we're we're here with you through thick and through thin. So uh, until next time. We need a tagline. We sure do.